It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your good podcasts from. Welcome into a Tuesday, so nice to get Monday out of the way. It is the 11th day of July, and a few days ago, we spoke to a first home buyer, Vincent, and we sort of ran out of time to fully get through all the questions, so I've decided to invite Vincent back again because he really outlined the position for not only what he is facing, but also his friends with regards to the cost of living and these dreaded, dreaded rate rises and the whole aspect of hanging on by your fingernails to your property. So, Vincent, welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning. Uh, Glad to be back. Thank you for having me again. It was a really good chat with you last week. And I do think that you make a really good point. And I think a lot of this experience of mine, people can relate to this because a lot of us are doing it tough now. Yep, no doubt about that. And I think millennials are very much in tune with seeking out quantifiable informational data points around trying to make their best possible investment when it does come to real estate. Unfortunately, already some millennials have had to sell off their properties due to the rising interest rates. So with regard to that, what have you noticed around the selling off process by millennials? I think there are two sort of kind of groups when uh, when we're talking about selling off their property because of the mortgage rising. The first group is that people who purchase a house or a property within their means. They know that they can afford this house and they're managing their financial portfolio really well. While they probably buy a smaller value or lower value as their first property, they also are in a much better position in terms of managing their mortgage. I think based on what I observe from my friends, those uh, including including myself, we are in the group that because we bought the, our first property within our means without help from our parents or, or without help from mom and dad bank, the second group are those who have had help and that is very very good for them i'm not being jealous i'm just saying that when you purchase beyond your means uh, financial means in the first place those are the people who actually are in a bigger amount of stress when rba says that the interest rate will will be raised again because they didn't start with a really solid ground in terms of what their buying power was if you're serious about real estate We're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. From interest rates rising, a shifting landscape, rentals running hot, clearance rates, a tight rental market, we cover it all every morning from 6am on The Real Estate Breakfast. Well, I see that according to research by Victoria's Parliamentary Budget Office, Victorians will pay the highest property tax rates in the country, averaging just over $2,000 for the 23-24 financial year. Now, this is compared to around $1,600 in New South Wales and $1,300 in Queensland. And the report has highlighted 
highlighted that property tax revenue is going to make up a significant portion of Victoria's total revenue. Now, the opposition argues that these high taxes are affecting housing affordability and limiting supply in the rental market. However, the state government claims that the figures presented do not reflect the whole picture and that Victoria remains one of the lowest revenue states in the nation. And I guess it just depends on which state you live in as to how you feel about that. Now, if it's your birthday, let's check on those. The 11th day for July. Happy birthday if you are celebrating. Richie Sambora, the rocker from the band Bon Jovi. He is turning 63. Susan Vega, you might remember that song Luca out of the 90s, I think. She's turning also 63. And the Australian Australian actor Rachel Taylor. She's turning 38 today. It's the main centre forecast. Let's check it. Let's head around the country. And first we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Good news for your Tuesday. It's going to be sunny and a high of 20 degrees. Melbourne, expect one or two morning showers and your high of 17. Brisbane, blue skies, a high of 23. And in Perth, one or two showers developing and your top 21. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. Know your property with us. And we are back talking to Vincent this morning, a first home property buyer. And Vincent is also a business owner. And Vincent, you've got there on your own terms. You haven't had any mum and dad money for either your property or for your business. So in some ways, it's a double whammy for you, sort of moving through these very demanding and stressful rate hikes. That is correct. But before I go into that, can I just add, because you you use the term double whammy, you made a really, really great comment about young people, millennials and Gen Zs. We are making decisions based on the information and we are not shy in terms of asking for advice. And the comment of uh, the governor of RBA uh, in terms of not increasing or, or inter- interest rate will remain low it actually, it's actually a double whammy in itself. The first one is that people are making decision to buy and obviously supply and demand. When people want to buy, the housing price goes up. So it, it's not only impacting people's decision to buy and get into the housing market, but it's falsely increased the, the price of housings and it becomes unaffordable for a lot of people. So I just wanted to, to add that comment in terms of uh, the double whammy effect of this um, statement that was made by RBA. In terms of the being a business owner, it is also a double whammy because obviously with the cost of living goes up, the cost of running a business, the cost of production, we run our all of our manufacturing process in Australia. We're very, very proud of it. I personally feel very proud because I'm putting money back into Australia and Australian community. And as I said before, when when Australian community is strong, Australia as a country is strong. But we noticed that there has been a hesitation and there has been a cutback when we look into consumer behavior. 
we are in the health and wellness industry. So a lot of our customers, they are still taking our product because they need our product to keep them moving without pain, to keep them uh, do their job every day. Yeah, and right now you are lucky that your customers are still supporting you. Not all businesses, Vincent, are in that position, that is for sure. But many businesses are losing customers, which highlights that double whammy effect that we're talking about of having enough money to pay the mortgage. So we are luckier than other businesses because I do know that some businesses are really struggling and their revenue has declined a lot because people are just not buying. So when people are being faced uh, with the option of keeping themselves warm or feeding their kids compared to buying some accessories or clothing, obviously that piece of clothing uh, will not make it into, into the list of what they need to buy this month. I really feel for not only the business owner, but also the customer. And we have to make a decision as a business in terms of whether or not we increase the price of our goods or we maintain our costs so that people can still buy our products and we take less margin and we took the lesser. We make sure that people are still able to buy our products, but because we are taking less margin, it means that as a business, we need to learn how to be lean and agile. And I think we can survive for now, but hopefully this is not a long-term issues because obviously at some point, if the cost of running a business keeps climbing, we would have no choice but to increase our price too. Yeah, so the last rate rise decision where they have decided to pause, I did say at the time that there no doubt would be some mortgage holders that if that clicked over for another 25 basis points or whatever they decided to do, that that could have actually been the lever where people just could not carry on. So, all right, we're in this breathing space at the moment, Vincent. Come back to your friends and to your situation. So let's imagine that next month and the following month there's another 25 basis points. So that is 50 with 225s. Have you got friends that are like, that's going to be too much for me to pay? Oh, you're absolutely right. I know. I know some people, a few of my friends who already said prior to the decision, the most recent decision, and luckily the interest rate held, but they told me that that would have been, had that been increased, that would have been the straw that, that broke the camel's back. And I absolutely agree with you that if there is another increase or another two increases, I really do think that a lot of us would have been faced with a grim decision. We have to make, some of us would, would have to make the choice whether to hold on and, 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 and cut back on other essential. I don't actually know what else to, to cut back. And we are in the middle of winter. The utilities rates are already increasing. We need heating. A lot of people that I know, they have cut back on heating. The latest news from Hollywood uh, in terms of box office Every single movie that thought would, would be a blockbuster this, this season, they all flop in the market. And I think that is a very telling sign that people are cutting back on things that are not essential. And mm. I feel that another increase or two would absolutely push some of us uh, in terms of ha- having to let go of their properties. And that's really sad. Hopefully, Touchwood, we will not get, most of us, hopefully all of us will not get to that position. But... I couldn't help but making plans in terms of what what is your absolute limit in terms of 
holding on to the to the property because you don't want to be forced to sell and sell fast because when that happens a lot of us i think i read a, i read a survey or a study that one out of nine mortgage holder who had to let go of their property they actually sold below cost or below market and it means that you are taking a double hit in terms of losing your property losing your dream and making less than what you could have made had you planned it you know longer had you not have to to let it go mm. immediately well i hope you don't lose your property and your dream of being in the real estate market and good luck with your business because it's not an easy time right now for any business but when it is a new startup and all the pressure that comes with that and then add the mortgage situation you like a lot of people have good reason to feel the pressure so thanks for coming on to the real estate breakfast again vincent and good luck with all of that. Thank you for having me again. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Podcast.